Yeah. You have to go through the training and all the modules, being able to be on the coaching calls, being able to have the Facebook group and post a question and have, you know, lots of answers in a fairly quick way. Without Fear of Her Future podcast is for women who are passionately pursuing financial freedom using multiple streams of income and real estate to accomplish their goals. We are here to empower you to be brave, dream big, and design a life that you love that inspires others to do the same. I'm your host, Andrea Ingstrom, a real estate investor and business coach and co-founder of the Partnership for Realtors and a coach in the Women's Real Estate Investors Network with Teresa Todd, author of the best-selling book, Without Fear of Her Future. Over the past two years, Teresa has had nearly 200,000 join her masterclass where she teaches women how to become successful real estate investors. Teresa has the day off today, but I have an amazing guest to introduce you to. Jamie Shear is an investor in Kansas City who joined the Women's Real Estate Investors Network and dove right into real estate investing, flipping four houses, wholesaling, creating two long-term rentals and one short-term rental in her first year as an investor. Now she's investing out of state and she got to quit her day job in just nine months. So today we're going to talk to Jamie about how she knew it was time to transition to being a full-time real estate investor. Welcome Jamie to the podcast. Hello. Hi, Hi, how are you? It's I'm great. It's so good to have you. Thanks so much Thank for being you. here. Thank well, you for having me on. Absolutely. Jamie, tell us where exactly are you from, where you live, and where do you primarily invest? Yeah, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. I actually live in a suburb uh, called Liberty outside of Kansas City. And we are investing in the Kansas City area is where we have a long-term rental. We have a, another long-term rental in Columbia, Missouri, where our daughter goes to college. We have our short-term rental in Branson, Missouri, and then we're investing out of state in Colorado. Awesome. You know, I yeah. love it. You know, I love it out here in Colorado. We just got yeah. to connect the other day mm -hmm. and I'm, I was so excited when you told me you bought a property just 30 minutes from my house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So very exciting. Well, Jamie, tell us what did your life and career look like before you started investing in real estate? Yeah. So like Teresa, I was in healthcare for over 20 years. For 22 years, I was a physical therapist and I worked in the long-term care setting in nursing homes and in home health for about 13 years before being able to retire into real estate investing. Awesome. So yeah. what, what led you to real estate? Why did you decide to become a real estate investor? Yeah, good question. Um, if you would have told me 14 months ago that I would be a real estate investor today, I would have said, what's real estate investing? I, I didn't even know what it is. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I just knew about five years ago that I didn't see myself staying in physical therapy until the age of 65 and retiring. And I just started praying for direction to, you know, move into something else for the second half of my working career. And so after a lot of prayer and discussions with my husband, um, you know, like everybody else that's in Reen, we saw the ad on Facebook, right? And yeah. just something, something spoke to me about it and clicked on it. And, you know, after going through the masterclass, just knew that it was the right thing to go into, that it was literally the answer to the prayer that I had been praying for five years. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, there's something about 
I hear so many women say, I saw this little Facebook ad on um, and about this masterclass. And I have the same story, right? Like yeah. I, I saw an ad and I thought, maybe this is it. Maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, but I think being in a place in your life when you're ready to pay attention to the to the right things, because I, I hear so many people say, God sent me a Facebook ad. <laughs> yeah. And, but I think, yeah, but we all <laughs> we all get so many ads every day. And so just knowing, mm -hmm. you know, that you're in the right place to pay attention to the right things and being yeah. open and um, being prayerful about what to pay attention to mm -hmm. is exactly the right the right energy to be in. Yeah. So you've done a, a lot of amazing things. And that's why I invited you on the um, on the podcast with us today is because I, I'm so impressed with the diversity of your experience, just being in this for one year. Um, so tell us again, like, what have you done in real estate over the past year? Like what kind of deals are, are you doing and, and what have you accomplished? Yeah. So the very first deal was a house that we flipped in a town just north of us here. Um, we bought it from a wholesaler and it was a true 70 cent deal. And that was the the first deal, and it went really well. Um, you know, I had no idea what I was doing, and I just call that failing forward. Yeah. You know, you just kind of take the next step and take the next step, and all of a sudden we had flipped a house, yeah. and um, you know, then I was hooked. You know, it took about three months from close to close. Wow, that's really yeah. fast. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So we bought it last August, August 3rd, and then we mm -hmm. closed on it um, October 17th. Congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And so that was your first deal. And then yes. what? It, where did you go from there? From there, we bought a house that we turned into a long-term rental. Mm -hmm. um, we bought another one that we thought we were going to do a long-term rental, but ended up flipping it instead. So like Teresa says, you know, multiple exit strategies, sometimes mm -hmm. halfway through the project, you change your mind and it becomes, you know, a different exit strategy. Mm -hmm. So we, we did that with two houses that we had intended to do long-term rental with, and then ended up doing flips instead. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we bought the short-term rental in Branson, Missouri, and um, bought another one that we thought we were going to flip as well, but instead that one turned into a wholesale. Okay. Um, so again, you know, changed midstream with what we thought we were going to do with it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, currently working to sell our fourth flip right now and closing today on the Colorado property. Woo! Congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank you. That's something you guys have been talking about for quite a while. I think from yeah. the first time you and I met, you're like, yeah. I think at some point we're going to be investing in Colorado also. So congratulations mm -hmm. on that. Yeah. Finally coming to fruition. Um, so tell me what's been your favorite deal so far? How did you find that deal? What were the numbers? What happened? Yeah, I would either have to say the first uh -huh. deal or the one that we're closing on today. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just because it's the Colorado home that we, you know, yeah. have dreamed of being invested in Colorado again, because we used to live in this town and then, you know, being able to have a route there again. Yeah. Um, so the, the first deal, though, is the one that hooked me. And I said, yeah, I definitely want to keep doing this and become more of a real estate investor. Um, so you want to know the numbers on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. If you don't deal? mind, share yeah. the numbers no, for sure. Um, don't mind at all. So that one, we bought it off of a wholesaler who was offering it initially at 1045. Mm -hmm. um, so to back up a little bit, I just showed up to this wholesaling showing 
uh-huh. because Teresa said so. <laughs> I was on a coaching call and she said, just show up to a showing just to get an idea of what wholesaling is and what a showing looks like and the other investors that show up to look at the house. Yeah. And just did that for the experience of showing up with mm-hmm. no intention of purchasing this home. Yeah. Walked away, forgot about that. It was a great experience. Um, some other investor got it under contract. Uh-huh. Um, three three weeks later, the wholesaler called me and said that that investor's hard money lending had fallen through. And was I still interested in this house? And they were offering at 100000 at that point. Okay. They wanted to close in a week from the day that they were offering this to me. I offered them 95 and they took it. Awesome. Yeah. And what was the ARV on that house? The, the after ARV, repairs value? Yes, was 175. Okay, though that's pretty easy math. 175 to 180. Yeah. Yeah, and and it mm-hmm. and a 3 month flip, you know, is really fast. So yeah. what what did you have to do to that house? What was your budget on the repairs? Yeah. Uh we didn't have to do anything structural. It was really just you know, take everything out cosmetic and replace it. So, mm-hmm. you know, gutted the bathroom, um, was, we were able to paint the kitchen cabinets, you know, all, all new paint, refinish the hardwood floors, you know, pretty uh-huh. basic, no moving of walls. And, um, it was about a $30,000 budget for that rehab. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and you mentioned earlier that 70 cent deal. So for our listeners that are like, what's a 70 cent deal? Is this magic? Um, yeah. So let's let's just walk through that real quick. What's a 70 cent deal? Yeah. So you said the ARV was 175. And mm-hmm. so we call this a golden formula offer yeah. or a golden formula deal, right? Mm-hmm. So if we take 175 mm-hmm. times 0.7 or 70%, yeah. and then we subtract re- repairs. That's mm-hmm. our 70 cent offer, right? Yeah. And so you were just like right there mm-hmm. um, at, at a 70 cent deal when, when you did this one. So congratulations mm-hmm. on on that. And when you, when you sold the house, um, what was your profit on that? Well, we ended up selling it at 185. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so, and then the profit, um, I like to think about it as net profit. Yeah. So, um, 30,000. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And for most people there that are listening, they're like, Oh my gosh, how do I get started in that? So, um, so tell me, you know, for you, was that, was that game changer money or like, how did that affect your life when that happened? Yeah. Yeah. That was absolutely game changing money. You know, that was the money that I felt like I needed to have in the bank account before I could ever think about quitting my job as a physical therapist. Yeah. And so that was basically what we did. We took the profit from that deal and Mm -hmm. said, okay, this is my salary for the next year. And, you know, if we don't even find another 70 cent deal for the next year, at least we've got this money to live on. Yeah. But that's not what happened. We kept finding deals. So. Awesome. So how yeah. how long how long did it take for you to get to a place where we, you were ready to actually quit your day job and transition mm-hmm. full time as an investor? Yeah. So when we closed on that house in October, mm-hmm. I had previously been working three days a week. Okay. And I dropped down at that point to one day a week. Uh-huh. I wasn't ready to completely cut the cord and quit my job at that point. Yeah. Um, still wanted to do a little bit of both just yeah. for the security of it and knowing that it's there to still fall back on if I need to and um, continued 
doing both until about April. And I just said, I can't do both anymore. I'm too busy with the real estate investing to even, to even, you know, do this job one day a week. Awesome. Day. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, what, how did you know that it was the right, the right time to quit mm -hmm. your job? Was it the pipeline or just the money in the bank? Like what, what was it for you all that helped you? Cause you're very thoughtful decision makers in your house. You don't, you don't, you know, take big decisions like that lightly. So what, what had to be in place for you to say now's the time? Yeah. I think the, the money in the bank, that was my mental security of just knowing that that's there. I have a salary for the next year. Yeah. And, um, then just the time, you know, yeah. time is a asset and I just didn't have time to do both anymore or energy, you know? Yeah. The, the mental shift that it took for me to go and do my healthcare job one day a week and then shift back to real estate investing. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're very different. So yeah. it was just a big mental shift to make every week. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I love, I love the part of your story though, that you didn't, um, you didn't take the leap all at once and just throw everything else out the window. You, you made a, a transition plan and made sure you had, you know, um, properties in the pipeline or things that you all were working on. And it truly became like, my time is more valuable doing this because you had checks coming in. Mm -hmm. um, but then to be able to go down to one, one day a week, even that's a really smart strategy. I think for people that are like, Oh, I just want to quit um, to just like, hold on a second and make sure that you've got your, your foot on the new dock instead of just yeah. leaping into the water. Right. Um, so I think, I think that's, that's very wise and good, good for people to learn from to see if there's a way to make a transition plan. Um, because I think there's a lot of people in, in roles or in positions that could work part-time um, mm -hmm. as they're considering that transition. So, yeah. um, so how did you decide which investing strategies to pursue to make this happen as quickly as possible for you? Yeah, I think we just went in and tried all the things. Yeah, you know, we've got, we've got yeah. the long-term, short-term wholesaling. Um, and um, we just looked at the numbers on each of them. And, you know, what Teresa says is, you know, get it under contract, get it under contract and then figure out the financing. And so that's really what we did for each of them, especially yeah. with that first deal, we got it under contract and um, we didn't know how we were going to finance it. Yep. So we called a relative that has had some rental properties in the past. We knew that we could just kind of use him as a sounding board and uh -huh. tell him kind of what we were getting into and what this deal was. And by the end of that phone conversation, he was our private money lender. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. So you yeah. found it, you found uh, yeah. someone, someone, just someone that you knew and mm -hmm. was able to leverage. That's incredible. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about financing deals, because I think that that's one of those things that holds people back from moving forward confidently. Cause it's yeah. one thing to say, Oh, just get it under contract and then figure it out. And then right. people are like, figure what out, you know? Mm -hmm. So tell us about, you know, you've, you mentioned hard money lending, you've mentioned private money lending. Um, mm -hmm. Explain for our listeners, what, what is private money lending? Yeah, private money lending is where you go to friend, family, or another ring sister, mm -hmm. and just between person to person, somebody lends you money privately. Mm -hmm. Don't have to go through a bank. Don't have to go through a mortgage company. Awesome. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. hard money lending. How is hard money lending different? Yeah, that's something that we haven't done before, oh, but okay. that's more of going through a company that like yeah, money from that's not a bank, but getting money from 
somebody that is going to lend on a project to do a flip yes. or a rental. Yes. Yeah. And so have you done all your deals with private money lenders or have you worked with some banks as well? Yeah, we've done both private money lending and then um, construction loans through our bank as well. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's a super smart strategy. And if you if you have the ability to work with a like a local community bank um, yes. doing that's just what exactly you talked what about. We're using. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, typically your interest rate's gonna be a little better if you qualify mm -hmm. for a loan with a traditional lender. Um, but for those who don't qualify for traditional loans and mm -hmm. can't find the amount of money they need from an individual. Hard money lending is a really great option. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what advice would you give someone who wants to quit their job to become a full-time real estate investor? Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, I can all I can say is what I've done and what's worked for me. Yeah. And I just started praying about it. Mm. And there's a lot of prayer and a lot of waiting. And you know, sometimes the Lord answers prayers quickly. And sometimes you wait five years for that answer. Yeah. And so that's what happened with me. It was just a lot of praying and saying, you know, Lord, show me what the right thing is at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so just going slowly with your decision making, trying not to make anything too quick, too drastically, because you have to have that security in the background. You know, if you quit your mm -hmm. job today, and there's nothing in the savings account, then, you know, how are you going to buy the groceries? So yes. just very practical stuff, you know, and my, my husband's a great sounding board and he was the one that was actually holding me back and that helped me decide to go down to one day a week instead of just quitting the job altogether, you know? Yeah. So just having somebody that you can really talk it through with, whether it's your spouse or a friend or another ring sister and um, make sure that you're making a wise decision and not a rash decision. Yeah, I, I always tell people on my coaching calls, like the only thing more stressful than trying to be a real estate investor while you have a day job is not being able to pay for groceries while you're trying to be a real estate investor. You want to talk stress, yeah. that's stress, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you joined the Women's Real Estate Investors Network. Um, you mentioned that you answered a little Facebook ad, you took the masterclass. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you faced a challenge when making that decision to join the network that many other investors face when making that commitment to invest in themselves and taking mm -hmm. the leap to become an investor, which was getting your partner on board. So let's talk yes. about, let's talk about that. How did you, um, you were praying about it for years, like to do something mm -hmm. different. And then you found yeah. this masterclass and said, maybe this is the thing. So yeah. what, how did that go in your house? Yes. Well, you're a part of this story. So <laughs> on uh, the masterclass, your testimonial is there. And then you just happen to mention that you're from, at the time, you were from Topeka, Kansas, which is yeah. only an hour's drive from Kansas City. And I said, you know, I have to reach out and talk to this person. Yeah. So I reached out to you and we set up a dinner meeting with you and your husband and me and my husband. And you were just able to share your experience in the network. And I think you had been in the network for maybe about six or seven months at the time. Yeah. And you were having great success. And um, that was the thing that helped pull my partner on board. And, you know, on the drive back to Kansas City, we were picking out a business name and, and oh. he was on he was on board at that time. So that's awesome. Yeah. So really just trying to connect with another person, whether it's a, another sister in Reen or another real estate investor in your area and just getting their feedback and their experiences and what kind of advice that they have 
for you, you know, if this is the right thing for you to go into. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, so what would you say to someone who's considering joining the Women's Real Estate Investors Network? Has that been a good experience for you? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I love the sisterhood. Um, you know, during the masterclass, obviously, Teresa's faith was coming through um, a little bit. But by the time I joined the, the mentorship, you know, her faith really shines. And that's something that has really resounded with me and just helped me to know that I'm definitely in the right, right spot. And she's, she's sharing her wisdom of her experience with her real estate investing um, from a faith-based background and perspective. And that's something that has just been so valuable to me and has just resounded with me. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, you also have made, you've made a lot of good connections in, in the rain, but tell me, tell me what has been for you, um, one of the most valuable parts of being a part of the mentorship. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously the training, you know, yeah. you have to go through the training and all the modules being able to be on the coaching calls, being able to have the Facebook group and post a question and have, you know, lots of answers in a fairly quick way. Mm -hmm. I've also been able to connect with another couple of Rean sisters here in the Kansas City area. Awesome. And um, that's really a huge piece of just being able to have somebody to call or text and, you know, talk about if you're having a bad day or what do you think I should do with this? fireplace? Should I paint it or should I not? You know, just simple questions or um, just encouragement. So being able to connect with other women in the group that are here locally. As well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I love I, I love that you had the courage to reach out to, to me when 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 you were making the decision and to just ask for what you need in order to be able to get your partner on board. Um, I think, I think that's something that some people just go, oh, it's not going to work out. Um, but taking that extra step and you guys drove over an hour and bought us dinner and all those things. But I think, um, I think sometimes people just need to hear from someone in their own area mm -hmm. also. Yeah. So, um, so for you, that was, that was really helpful to have like a local perspective too, not just like, oh, does this work in Texas? Right. Awesome. Right. But what about my town? Like, what about yeah. my area that I'm in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly what we needed to hear. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us, um, what would you say to someone who's considering joining the Women's Real Estate Investors Network? Yeah. Um, basically, you know, if I have to say like some takeaways, you know, it's basically just what we've already talked about, you know? Yeah. Don't make quick decisions, you know, make a prayerful decision, make a mindful decision. Um, ask for advice from friends, spouse to help you with that decision making. Mm -hmm. And um, that would be my number one. Um, number two, do what Teresa says. Like, yeah. don't just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. You can go through all the modules, you can hear all the things, but until you do the thing, you're not doing the thing. And so, you know, one day on the coaching call, she said, show up to a a wholesaling showing and I did. And that's what led to my first deal. Awesome. So I just took a step and didn't know where it would lead. And that's where it led. Yeah. And then um, also what we just talked about, 
um, just reaching out to the other women in the group. And I would say just find your few. You know, you don't have to have a huge network. It depends on whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or how many people, you know, you need in your circle. But for me, I just need a few. And I've found my few in the network, you know, the women that I can call on a tough day or text and, um, you know, just have that support uh, more on a one-to-one. And um, that's been great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing those takeaways. Um, so Jamie, you've done awesome things. Tell us what are your goals for the future? Our goals for the future. So since we've kind of done a little bit of everything this past year, we're narrowing it down a little bit more to, okay, which, which strategies have we liked and what do we want to do more of? We really love the flipping and we want to continue with the flipping and um, taking the proceeds from that and investing in more short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. So that's our strategy going forward to continue with those strategies. Awesome. Awesome. So do yeah. more flipping and, mm -hmm. um, and tell us more about your property in Colorado. I know everybody's, you know, there, there's people in Kansas and Missouri and, and from your era that are like, how do you invest in Colorado? Yeah. Like it's such an expensive market. Um, so tell yeah. us more about your strategy, um, as you're starting to invest out of state. Sure. Yeah. This was really more, this, this deal came out of, um, how Teresa says that we solve problems. Yeah. And um, we have friends that are business owners in Colorado and they had a problem and we just stepped in and said, how can we make a win-win situation for both of us? And um, they needed a long-term rental for their business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were willing to step in and sign a lease right away. And so we said, well, how can we find a property that we can purchase and that you can rent from us? And so we basically went and looked at a house together and decided, yeah, this property is going to work for them for what they need. And um, it will be a win-win for both of us. And so that's how we found that deal. So what was their problem? Because you said it was a, a business out there and mm -hmm. they needed a rental. Why did they need a rental? Yeah. So they need seasonal housing for their staff. Ah. So that's, that's something that their company provides. Mm -hmm. And so um, they're just short on that staff housing. And so that's something that we have helped solve a problem for them. And now they have more seasonal staff housing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love, I love how you, because a lot of people look at that, that area and they go, Oh, it's, it's too expensive to invest. There's not a way to, to hold on to a long-term rental, but you were able to see, and there's so many communities that are like, especially tourism areas all over yeah. the nation that mm -hmm. have that problem where there's like, they have workers and like, where do the workers live and they can't find property or they can't find rentals. And as mm -hmm. a business, maybe they're not able to purchase a property in order to have it um, f available for, for housing for their, their employees. But you said, yeah. well, but we can help, we can do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's just awesome. Is there, do you have to do a lot of renovations or did you get something that's, that's pretty turnkey? For the most part, it's move in ready. Um, cool. And we don't have to do a whole lot to it to, to make it ready. Now we could, and our long-term plan with this is once this business does not need a long-term rental anymore, or they find a different solution for their summer staff, uh -huh. um, we would like to turn this into a short-term rental. So awesome. we'll see how long this business needs it as a long-term rental. And then um, that's more of our future strategy with this property. 
So, so if this is a, if they need it for seasonal staff, will they rent it from you year round in order to have access to it for seasonal staff or are they just renting it during the summer? Yeah. So they have signed a year lease and we're allowing them to sublease it during the off season. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. A, a more creative problem solving. Yes. Good, <laughs> good job. Good job. Yes. Well, we awesome. wrote that into the lease that they just signed. Yeah. Super, yeah. super smart. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Jamie, I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you and how you've just Thank dove you. in and, and done this thing. And I know there's so many women listening that go, I want to quit my day job too. And, um, and so just, just that, that great advice to listen and just do, do what the program says, do what the training yeah. says and take, and take action. And you took action so quickly. And I think that's a, that's a big inspiration for a lot of others is you prayed about it for five years, but then once you got, once you pulled the trigger and said, like, I'm starting, I'm doing this, like you dove right in. And I think that's just fantastic. So great, great job. We're really proud of you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, um, Jamie, thank you so much for being here with me and, and joining us today. Um, on behalf of the Women's Real Estate Investors Network, I'm Andrea Ingstrom, encouraging you to be brave and dream big. <laughs>